0: Yo, what's good? It's Black Trey and I got a show called Growing Up the Same with Jason Madison where we talk to guests about their childhood memories that I'm sure everyone can relate to. You even get some life advice at the end. Our show has featured guests like Dom Kennedy, JJ Reddick, Baron Davis, Brian Koppelman, Wavani Jones, Mina Kimes, and many more. Be sure to check us out on the Black Opinions Matter feed under the Count the Dings Network. Oh yeah, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review and also subscribe, rate, and review to the separate Growing Up the Same feed.
1: Hi, everyone. Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL
0: Blitz. And you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Ooh, boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison, Ooh, boom Boom and today we have a special guest. We have Dan Perlman. What's going on, Dan? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah,
1: thanks, Ralph.
2: Dan Perlman is a comedian, writer, and director from New York City. He's the executive producer, co-creator, and star of Showtime's newest dark comedy, Flatbush Misdemeanors, which premiered on May 23rd behind Tentpole's Black Monday in the Shy, co-created and written with Kevin ISO.
0: And now it's time for the one or the two with J skills.
2: Flatbush or Bushwick? Flatbush. Bigger and blacker or I might need security? <laughs>
1: uh, bigger and blacker.
2: Killing them softly or raw? Killing them softly. Elephant in the room or Pimp Chronicles part one?
1: Pimp Chronicles.
2: Ace Ventura or Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. Old school or wedding crashers? Old school. Miami Vice or 48 hours?
1: 48 hours.
2: Bad boys or lethal weapon? Bad boys. Dumb and Dumber or scary movie? Dumb and Dumber. Men in Black or Rush Hour?
1: Hmm. Rush Hour.
2: George Clooney or Brad Pitt?
1: We'll go Brad Pitt.
2: Denzel or DiCaprio?
1: We'll go Denzel.
2: LeBron or KD? LeBron. Shaq or Chuck? Shaq. Double Dragon or Darkwing Duck?
1: Double Dragon.
2: Freakazoid or Earthworm Jim? Freakazoid. Hey Arnold or Dexter's Laboratory? Hey Arnold. Easy. Daria or King of the Hill? King of the Hill. Celebrity Deathmatch or Street Sharks? Street Sharks. Reboot or the Magic School Bus?
1: Magic School Bus. Ms.
2: Frizzle. Knicks or Nets? Next, Giants or Jets? Jets. Jay Williams on Twitter or Robert Griffin III on Twitter?
1: <laughs> Man, I haven't seen either of their Twitters, honestly, but I'll, I'll assume Jay Williams is
2: good. Um, you should check in on both of them.
1: <laughs> I'll follow both. Uh,
2: claiming you got hacked or deleting your account?
1: Uh, to always delete.
2: Tony Gwynn or Larry Walker? Tony Gwynn. The Big Hurt or The Big Cat? Big Hurt. The Big Unit or Big Poppy? probably uh, Big Unit. Chappelle Show Season 1 or Season 2? I'm
1: trying to remember which sketches were in which season. I guess season 1. I'll go season 1.
2: Yes, yeah, season 1 had played came out the game real hot with the yeah, yeah. yeah. Season 2 had Rick James and you know the uh, puffy uh, uh, <laughs> All that shit making. is hilarious. Yeah.
1: Man. yeah, I mean they're both they're both pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: Uh, would you rather have allergies or a headache? Uh, I guess I'd rather do all the headache. Hot or cold sandwich? Hot. For sure. Wheat or white toast?
1: Um,
2: white. Scorsese or Spielberg? Scorsese. Pat Riley or Phil Jackson?
1: Uh they both fucked the Knicks over. I'll go Phil though.
2: <laughs> I didn't actually think about that aspect when I wrote that.
1: They fucked them over <laughs> in different ways.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh playoff P or pandemic P?
1: Uh, <laughs> Pandemic P is more fun to laugh at, so I'll go that one.
2: Uh, fried chicken or barbecue chicken? Uh, barbecue. Lil Wayne in the two thousands or Drake in the twenty tens?
1: Uh, Lil Wayne.
2: Bow Wow or Soldier Boy? Bow Wow. Most deaf for Talib Kweli? Talib Kweli volume two hard knock life or blueprint two uh,
1: hard knock life
2: Jesus or 808s
1: Jesus.
2: when wearing sandals do you split your toes or not split
1: uh option c i don't wear sandals okay that's <laughs> the first it's time have- I had the box on
2: the choices but i gotta be honest <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's,
0: listen that. you always can answer
2: outside the box. <laughs> i gotta i gotta be truthful yeah so when you hit when you hit the beach you, you wearing tennis shoes
1: man i'm from new york so i'm not going to the beach <laughs> I'm just... yeah, not going to jones beach <laughs> man i'll just i'll go i'll go with my sneakers and i'll just take my shoes off and i'll just walk barefoot there you go
2: diplomats or g-unit g-unit little Kim or foxy brown
1: Foxy Brown
2: Fabulous or AZ Fabulous Shock G or Guru uh,
3: Guru
2: Welcome to the party or Dior
1: Welcome to the
2: party 50s beef with Cameron or 50s beef with Rick Ross
1: uh, Rick Ross that's that's more fun
2: <laughs> Miami or Atlanta?
1: You know it's gonna be crazy, but I've never been to Miami, so I gotta go Atlanta. What? I've
0: that's never been to Miami either, so don't feel really? bad. Yeah, neither one of you have ever been. To no, me and Dan might have to take a trip. I'm like maybe
1: have been to Florida. I'm trying to think. It's like I don't think I've been to Florida.
0: I've been to Florida. I've been to, I've been to Naples. That's the only place. Yeah, and it's, it was a like bad old people, and I was like playing in a college basketball. Yeah, gym. that's
1: they, why would you go to Naples?
0: Yeah, we just had it. We had a game. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Florida is
2: its I own gotta, world,
1: man. I gotta go to. I gotta go to spring training. I gotta go to Miami. I gotta make the rounds.
2: All right, uh, Joe Girardi or Joe Torre?
1: Oh, Joe Torre. I mean, I grew. I grew up with Torrey, so. Uh,
2: Bernie Williams or Jorge Posada?
1: Oh, I love Bernie. He played classical guitar and stuff. He was cool. Yeah. He, he did it all.
2: Yeah, uh, iPhone or not iPhone or Android or Android on silent or vibrate.
1: iPhone uh, silent to ignore it. You miss the call. That's the way to do it.
2: You got to be too busy. <laughs> Stand up comedy or comedic acting. Stand up. Selling out a show or having a hit show.
1: Uh, a hit show
2: being recognized or
3: appreciated, appreciated. That's the one of the two. You know what? I hate after a long day of work dealing with people being stressed. I've got to figure out what to eat that night. I don't feel like cooking, but I don't want to eat something that's bad for me, like junk food. I want something healthy. I want to eat something that tastes good and I don't want to work too hard or pay too much to do it. Well, guess what? What you really want, if you're like me, is Freshly. That's right. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. All you got to do is visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Now our listeners can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life Freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash B-O-M. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash B-O-M for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash B-O-M for $40 off your first two orders. Do yourself a favor. Get Freshly. I do all right. I wish I knew how you guys voted on some of those.
0: Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, it, there's no right or wrongs. I think it's always the listeners that normally have the feedback like, what? You chose that over that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're going to have to deal with after. You know what I mean? Like, the people that really, like, rock with it or follow. Yeah. And yeah sometimes. yeah.
2: Or you just I'm like, just like a- back. I'm I'm a, I'm an impartial judge. You know, I just I just ask the questions. I'm not okay, here. To, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> took place too much judgment. Unless it's like a specific team or person that I feel like very strongly about. Totally absurd. Yeah. 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 Sure.
1: Are you are you are you in, are you in LA, Jason, or are you, you're just? Yeah. You're yeah.
2: A- I'm, I'm born and raised in LA. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah we're so like central.
1: we're like doing the cross the cross
0: country thing right now. So yeah. it's been cool. It's like it's like long distance dating, but like long distance potting. So yeah, yeah, we just meet up once a week and and, and
1: either one's about communication. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. So we're gonna jump right into things. What was young Dan's connection to basketball?
1: I love that it was aside from comedy. That was the only like dream I had was to be in the NBA. And then it was just like I just loved uh I loved playing it. I loved I I get those sports cards as a kid. There was this. It was like Alex's card store where you'd go. It was like near my house on like, I want to say like 103rd street or something. And you could just go and get all these like basketball cards and I would collect them. I'd put them in the laminated thing. And I played in like a youth league when I was like, I don't know, six years old, seven years old. And it was like a big deal to me when I could like make a three, you know, I was just very excited. I remember. And I just, I just loved it so much. I remember being like seven years old and watching the nba and just like and like i'd get all the cards so i would try to like separate them by team and try to learn all the players and stuff and and like atlanta hawks i remember thinking they were cool because they had mookie blaylock which i thought was the coolest name and and they had steve smith and Matumbo. and um and then the knicks were good back then it was like late ewing era and and alan houston those guys um But yeah, I just loved. I remember being like seven and I went to the doctor and he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be in the NBA. And he like looked at my chart and he was like, you're going to be too short. And I I cried and I cried and I cried.
0: Yo, I don't like the doctor being a dream killer in this story. (laughs)
1: Like, yo, I would have found that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like, let me found out on the hard way. Yeah, I would have just I should have like gotten older and then gotten cut freshman year like the rest of them i didn't so not- w- so when he told you that you completely stopped no i didn't stop oh i was like yo that's crazy <laughs> no i went i went into denial about it and i looked up and then the next year i was like you know mugsy bogues is in the league and he's five three and he's like what are you talking about like he didn't remember yeah like with, like proving a point,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had yeah, no yeah. recollection of that conversation. Yeah, yeah no,
1: no memory of anything. I was like, Spud, that's well, a funny ass debate dunk contest." <laughs> he was like, "What? Are, who is this kid?" Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's
0: <laughs> a funny ass debate to bring up short players to like put your argument of you're going to prove him wrong. And just
1: like put, all, I was like, "You don't even know Nate Tiny Archibald." I bet. And he was like, "No, I don't." What? So I have, <laughs> no. I have How
0: a Oh, go ahead. He said, "How tall are you now?"
1: Ask- I'm five eight. Right. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I have yeah, I have this yeah, coworker uh, I work with and uh, he was telling me this story about how the kids on the playground called him Hot Pocket. Uh-huh. And that was his basketball nickname. Did you have a basketball nickname growing up?
1: I had a coach who called me uh, G-Money because I was money from long range and he thought my name was Greg. He didn't he didn't remember what my name was. <laughs> so you never corrected me and you just let him ride it was out a with a cool Graham. nickname and you don't want to tamper with it because it's like what if he doesn't yeah, you can't mess up with G Money? That's G Money. Like, <laughs> can, can, can
0: we can can we have G Money written into the to next season or something? We gotta have a yeah, G Money totally. just Totally. Just you know what I mean—the guy that just go hoop it out.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my uh my uh, uh Skype name right now. So there you go,
0: just be yeah. G money man. Yeah. Um, what's your what's Young Dan's connection with stand up?
1: That was um uh, after I found out about you know the the hype mandate or that it was recommended. No, I just um I I, I loved uh stand. I just remember getting the CDs as a kid and um. Uh, I'm just loving. It. I would just listen to everybody. I listened to like uh, Cosby and 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 Seinfeld and and Chris Rock and Ch- Chappelle and um you know just really like anybody I could hear Carlin, um all these guys. And I would like write letters to comedians because there, there was this book I got as a kid and it was called Baseball Letters and it was like this guy Seth Swirsky he like wrote all these letters to like different baseball players. So like he wrote to like you know he wrote to Hank Aaron and he wrote to Bill Buckner and he wrote to and he asked them all specific questions about you know their careers or whatever or baseball in general and so I was like oh I like comedy I was like 11 or 12 so I'll do that with comedians and so I wrote all these letters asking like my basic question was like how do you do stand-up or whatever but I I felt like I had to ask them all a different question because I thought they all knew each other, you know? And I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm like...
2: And they, and they would get your letter and be like, hey, did he ask you this but,
1: question? Wait, did you ask the same thing you asked Robin Williams or whatever? You know, I just didn't <laughs> yeah. So I asked them all a different question. And uh, and some wrote back. Chris Rock sent back an autographed photo and stuff. And some other people... Oh, that's like, dope. Larry David answered. Um, but uh, but yeah, so, so I always loved i would go to comedy clubs as a kid and it was just i would like write little jokes in my notebook and it was just scared. i was you know i was very shy as a kid and i was very like introverted and so it wasn't until i went to college um in chicago when i was like 18 that i then went into chicago because i felt like i'm not in new york nobody knows me here i'm just gonna go up no one's gonna know me i can just go up and and bomb and i won't know anybody there's no risk of knowing anybody and i can just go try it you know so that's when i felt comfortable actually doing it
3: squeaky doors clogged sinks finicky engines when things break down around the house you take care of it however when something's off in the bedroom you uh uh, just try not to think about it uh nothing i was just tired i'm i'm just stressed a little bit come on man what are you waiting for Take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. And if you do, you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. And remember, if you get started today, you'll save fifteen dollars on your first order of ED treatment.
2: You knew who uh who Larry David was, like before um... No Curb was Curb was on. I knew Curb on?
3: yeah,
1: Curb was on. So I watched that and I was like, oh shit, that's okay. On, I and signed up, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, but Larry David did, I guess. Yeah.
0: That's right. crazy. Um, I tried to do stand-up comedy uh twenty eighteen that shit's hard as hell um (laughs) you go to a mic dude i was at uh the hollywood improv okay yeah yeah like it was like open night you know and i just was like trying to do some face value shit and i know i wasn't a comedian but like obviously how we do our basketball podcast sometimes we have like comedic punchlines and stuff sure and you know people kind of gas us up all the time like yo you're funny yeah yeah, like I've, i've i've heard that i've been funny but like stand up funny is way differently than just saying something writing something up on twitter you know
1: it's it's so different because it's like i mean like like the reason your friends make you laugh the most is because you have all this context built in you know you know where they're coming from and you know their sensibilities and you just have you know months years of just like what makes the other person laugh and stand up you're just like you have to build that funny just in a vacuum like from nothing especially if they haven't heard of you before you know if they're already a fan they're a little bit on board from the beginning but otherwise it's like in a vacuum be funny and that's like really hard to build in that context you know Um, also
0: develop that flow like the thing is trying to get up there and and say and start a joke or you know kind of like because I was in my head at first I'm up there like, oh shit. Okay, what do I say? How do I start this up? You know, da da da, and I'm like trying to imitate any stand-ups I've seen in the past right. and trying right. to get that type of flow. And by the end, it was like my time was up. I probably made like 3 people laugh and that shit, but like I was like, yo, I'm never doing this shit again. And yeah, if anybody like, ever says that I'm funny, I'm like, I'm not.
3: <laughs> it's like rapping
2: gonna... though. It's like rapping, you know what I'm saying? I I yeah. I remember um I used to carry around that Chris Rock bigger and blacker CD and I would listen yeah. to it like a rap CD. And yeah. like I never really did, I, I never really looked at comedy like that before I had that CD. And then like when I would see them perform, and then I started rapping and performing, I noticed it was it seemed like they were working the same muscles because it's like you gotta have a punchline, you got to come out with a certain persona, whoever you are. You right. know what I'm saying? Whether you're Robin Williams, Rodney Dangerfield, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, like when you hit the stage, people have to feel your energy almost before you even say a word. And then you have to kind of fulfill that persona through whatever you're saying. And then you have to have your flow, your rhythm to your jokes and all that the same way if Biggie or Jay-Z was up there rapping, it's kind of the same type of energy.
1: And to acknowledge and also to acknowledge the environment also, which is what all the best live performers do like that Bernie Mac the I ain't scared of you motherfuckers set that on Def Jam, like, which is probably the best TV set of all time. And it's not because like the jokes are the best jokes, but it's because everyone else that night bombed and he got up there at the end. And I think he'd never been on TV before. And he came out there with all the confidence in the world and acknowledged what no one else had acknowledged. And he's like, I know the energy you are all bringing and I'm not afraid of it. And that was what they needed. They needed that persona and that confidence. And the fact that he was willing to like, look at them and say like, I'm not just going to like go on autopilot and just like book report style, recite all my jokes. I'm like here with you. And I'm going to like make this a fun time. It's like, I mean, I've watched that so many times because it's insane how funny he is. He gets like three applause breaks in the first 90 seconds and not, applause breaks like we agree with the political point you're making like (laughs) we are laughing so hard we're clapping now to like show our appreciation in a different way kind of thing it's crazy how good that yeah I
2: was um I was listening to this podcast actually with Mark Maron and Jim Carrey and they were talking about uh that as well in, in relation to sports in relation to like Michael Jordan and like Uh, I was telling Trey and like a lot of people, my favorite thing I got from the last dance was they were saying the thing that separated Michael Jordan from everybody else in the world, you know, obviously in basketball ever, is that he was always present in the moment, you know, and that's like, there's a bunch of six, six dudes who can shoot. And, you know, you mentioned Allen Houston, there's a bunch of people who have that skill set. I forgot who just said recently. Oh, uh, Steve Kerr just said recently KD is more gifted than Michael Jordan which sure. I agree with. Like, I think that's true, but nobody has that mental capacity of what Michael Jordan had to like, the, I'm yeah. present in this moment and I'm going to take over this moment. I don't care what else is going on.
1: Right. And it doesn't, it's cause it's like, yeah, the, 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 talented thing and it's like, you know, we talk about being funny or whatever and it's like, a lot of people are funny or you get to the NBA and you're like, Oh, that's a talented player. It's like, they're all talented. They were all the best in their class, the best in their state, every one of them. But then you get to, it's like, oh, who can adjust? And they're talking about this with Ty Lu right now. Why are the Clippers still around? It's because Ty Lu can make adjustments. You can see this shit is not working and change it up and not be afraid to, like, experiment, which you have to do all the time in stand-up. Like, I'll be on the stage and there'll be, like, a bit that, like, oh, ordinarily, This might get the biggest reaction, but you start it and you're like, oh, but this crowd is not going to dig this. And if they're not liking this, they're not going to like the second and third thing that are related to this. So I got to pivot now and go to this kind of shit, you know, because it's like, and that's just reading that moment and also not being afraid to like, to exactly what you're saying, to like be present and adjust. They're not feeling it. So you just have awareness, you know, and you shift it around, but that takes years and also is a thing that even sometimes knowing it you still fuck up you know
2: right (laughs) Right. you don't win every game
1: (laughs) no yeah yeah. you're like all right i read that wrong you take a shot and you're like i know that's a bad shot but i took it you know who's your favorite comedian of all time Mm, i don't know Um, the one who jumps out who isn't like um like an all-time person like i guess the ones that jump out are like uh, Carlin and, and, uh, Chris Rock are the two that sort of jump out. But the one who I love who maybe doesn't get as much attention was this guy, Greg Giraldo, who was like more known from like the comedy central roasts. But if you actually watch his standup and I know from just going to like the comedy cellar as a kid and he, he died, he died maybe a year before Patrice did. And then there was a lot of like, um, love and stuff when Patrice O'Neill died, but I thought maybe not enough when, this dude Greg Geraldo died and he was a New York guy He was from Queens and uh and he was so funny and he was able to just be like like super smart but also accessible not smart in a way where you felt like talked down to or preached at but uh smart accessible like um able to able to talk about like politics and social stuff and personal shit but all in a way where you felt like and it was very fast it was just like super funny and original um He's a guy. If yeah, anyone. he
2: like, yeah, I know who Greg Dorado is. He's kind of like a guy, like the smart guy you meet in a bar type of.
3: Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm
2: saying? He, like, and he, not, not, not too smart, but like smart I, enough where you're like, oh, this guy's kind of smart.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Like he had a, yeah. I mean, he would talk about like, you know, a bit about civil war letters or whatever. He would talk about like, you know, uh, the term like humbling that people always say, like, you know, it was like. Uh, Supreme Court justice, Sotomayor, she said getting named to the Supreme Court was the most humbling experience of her life. And he's like, people always say that word when it doesn't make sense. Like having the president call you and ask you to be on a Supreme Court, like that's a real kick in the teeth. It's like, when he just shit down my throat, Mr. President, you know, and he's like, this hot girl that like, came up to me in a bar and gave me her business card and told me to call her. And I when I looked at the card later, it said escort. And he's like, that was humbling he's like for a couple (laughs) reasons one she's obviously not that into me and two she has a business card and i don't like what kind of (laughs) career-oriented prostitute is this so he's just able to like take these bits and just go a little further with them um yeah that dude was super funny um but also able to adjust like we were saying like in his special people should look up when uh a jamaican dude fell asleep in the third row like at his Comedy Central hour special taping. And he just veered off and did three minutes talking about a guy who literally just fell asleep as TV taping. And it's like maybe the funniest part of the special.
2: Yeah, I think his thing was like he was a little bit too much of like a second or third banana. Yeah. Um, Like other comedians. And sure. You know, obviously his personality wasn't really that gregarious either. So he didn't really have that temperament that would make him a standout in a lot of ways, but in a a weird way, though, I think he kind of would have fared a lot better in this scenario with the streaming, you know, world and um, just with all the shows that are being kind of afforded to comedians and people like, you know, who have his temperament. I think he would probably would have done really well right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. He was a funny dude. Yeah, for sure.
0: What is young Dan's connection to cartoons?
1: I just loved, uh, we mentioned, um, you mentioned Hey Arnold in one of the one or two, but that, that was my favorite. And, and that one, both Kevin and I have talked about being like in some way, um, inspiration for Arnold and Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the two characters, but the fact that, that it was a like neighborhood and it was a, a community and, and, yeah I just I mean I loved cartoons because it was just like a, they just had a different feel or pace and I loved um it, they felt very alive in a way that maybe sitcoms that we grew up on with like more multi-cam one living room set that's all but we loved Hey Arnold and it, it had like a very melancholy feel and it was also cool that it would just like they take a character that you know, it'd be like Mr. Wynn, the guy who they, the neighbor in the boarding house who they use for like one joke about his accent. And then all of a sudden the Christmas special, it's all about this guy. And they get into a backstory about his, his daughter and his background and like war or whatever. And it's all, every time that you see a new character, every time you see a character a second time, you learn something new about them, which is really cool. And that we tried to do that with, with Flatbush also.
0: Yeah, I, I I see. I love that Stoop Kid is getting his flowers in 2021.
1: Everybody love, wants to be Stoop Kid. Love Stoop Kid, man. Stoop Kid's afraid to leave his stoop, but all that stuff—it's like about yeah you know, broader issues. There was Pigeon Man. There were like a lot of yeah these like little characters that were you're like, oh, that's some like it's a heady shit that being packaged in a, a fun way, which is my favorite stuff, you know. Yeah, was, Harlan does that also. It's like. You know, he does a bit like a place for my stuff. And like the message of that bit is like, fuck consumerism. But he's not screaming that. He's packaging it in a fun, silly way. And that's what the best cartoons or anything does, I think.
0: Yeah, I actually used to like to draw Arnold all the time.
1: Really?
0: Uh, yeah, I had it down pack. It was like easy. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I would just always think that he swallowed a football and that just became his head. But then <laughs> yeah. like, obviously... Uh, I, th- I thought the 90s cartoons was kind of racist, though, because they just made all... They had one prototype for one black kid. So, like, it's Vinny from Recess, and then Gerald, and they just had the high, high-top, curly hair. Yeah, and, just- don't
2: have that and I was
0: like, so- just did this kid just graduate to other, like, cartoons, you know? And just like, all right, we're just going to pack it in. But it was yeah, it was I mean, cool.
2: Know, all a version of Skeeter.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. Like, when you really think about it,
1: I mean... Like- yeah, they were all ski skater prototypes. Yeah. It was this thing yeah.
0: on it was this thing on Twitter where uh, a lady said, uh you should be able to you should ghost out, you should as a as a chi- as your child as your children uh should be out like uh doing more meaningful things than watching TV because they'll never remember it. And I just spazzed on this lady because I'm like, bullshit. When I was in third and fourth grade, I would go home rushing home to see Power Rangers and VR troopers back to back. Yeah. And I'm just like yo, that was like the best memories of all time. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like seeing shit like that. And uh, no,
2: you I mean, it's so important.
0: Like you can go down the line. That shit just like still hits Even to this day,
2: Simpsons, bro. Like the Simpsons raised me, and yeah. like I some of my best in jokes with you know lifelong friends are Simpsons episodes that we recall. You know, what I'm saying 25 years later, right? So. It's like, yeah, I remember be going to you, friends' like
1: houses and watch that shit. I mean, it's so important. And we pretend like it doesn't matter or whatever, you know, but like that shit we watched at that age, it's like it forms us so it forms what we value. It forms so much, you know, it's yeah. crazy.
0: I, I mean, this might be a high ass question, but why was Sonic? The Ch- why was Sonic the Hedgehog eating a chili dog? And, <laughs> and then he was voiced by Jaleel White. You know, what I mean, like I,
1: Jaleel White.
0: Yes. The UPN oh, version.
1: Oh, I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and oh. the only
0: reason why I used to get to watch that is only time I got to see that is when I faked I was sick, <laughs> and it don't, that was the last. That was the last cartoon that aired from eight thirty to nine, and then the soap opera and the talk shows would come on, right. and it's like, fuck, why did I miss school? I know it's dope at school, just to watch this one little episode and talk about it at school tomorrow. And then I don't get till 2.30 where Reading Rainbow comes on and then we get the 3 o'clock run. a
1: huge bummer when you fake, uh, fake sick and stay home because you yeah. think you get to watch good shit all day and it's pre-DVR, Roku, anything. So you're just stuck with it and you're just like, the price is right. What the fuck is this? I yeah, guess.
2: I mean, Actually, I would watch the prices right, knowing how bad the rest of the the television for the rest of the that, day. That's was. the best. Like, I would love yeah. to be excited. Like, yeah, no, like, Pri- prices right is was over. kind of fire. I'm not yeah, gonna lie, like, prices like, is, once this this is, is over. It's bad. It's going downhill. I gotta it's find all, something. To do. It's all young and the restless. So. <laughs> yeah, young and the restless, yeah, bro. Yeah, and you can't even go outside and play basketball. And that's a that's a crazy rollout. We really did grow sick. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's that's the crazy rollout right there, because, you know, nobody at home, everybody at the crib, you with your parents, right. and they're going to give you the same bullshit, saltine crackers and Campbell noodle soup with a seven up. <laughs> like We all grew up the same like that shit was going to fix everything. And then all of a sudden you feeling better by three o'clock when the real cartoon's coming back.
1: Right. You're stuck until which is after school anyway. So yes.
0: That shit crazy. I always be thinking about that.
1: before school is that is that. At that time, which is there's nothing good on until after school, anyway. I'm sure
0: the I'm sure the public school system had had like an agreement, like yo, we are gonna air this shit Uh, during this time. No cartoons during school hours.
1: We cannot compete with Simpsons and Futurama. You gotta you gotta save that shit for five o'clock. Five o'clock, you can start that stuff, but you can't give us that competition. You know. Did you watch the PJs? I watched the PJs. Yeah, I, I heard like, I heard like a crazy story because I worked with, I did one animated pilot for Fox and I heard one crazy story about the PJs that like, because it was it was Clay Nation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they got Eddie Murphy and uh, they were lucky to get Eddie Murphy because I guess he didn't particularly want to do it. And I guess they would send, you know, the scripts and stuff to whatever movie trailer he was on for whatever, you know, uh, big movie he's making and he would read the script. And if he got to a page or a scene he didn't like, he just wouldn't read it and he, they would send it back and then they'd take all the clay they made for that scene and they're like, alright, I guess They right. just gotta
0: scrap it That's <laughs> crazy would scrap it.
1: yeah. They would just yeah. Shit They had to just skip because they're just like, well, he didn't read it so what do we, what do, we do? That
0: reminds me of when Wesley Snipes was like, not fucking with the production team for yeah. Blade and he wouldn't open his eyes and he had to CGI his shit <laughs> That's crazy
1: yeah. They CGI'd
0: his eyes open? They CGI'd his eyes, look up that story it sees out his eyes, and his eyes are just wandering. But his eyes are closed. He refused to open his eyes because he was pissed off at the production team.
2: That
1: is crazy. That is. Cr- I I love that. Shit. I couldn't believe that shit.
0: I said, "Wow, Wes, you was on that. You was on that. You wouldn't open your eyes the entire
1: like crazy, man." Especially and- when you find out. When you like see when you're on a set and then you realize like how little the crew gets paid and how many hours they work and stuff and then you're gonna refuse to open your eyes. I mean, I always think about that. You like you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Jim Carrey, Jason. But like, I, I saw that thing, Jim and Andy, which is on Netflix. It's like it's like about Jim Carrey playing uh, Andy Kaufman, and, and like you watch it, and part of you is like, wow, he really immersed in this role. Like it's like a great acting performance because he just became this guy but then you, you also watch and you're like man he's like kind of being a dick you know like right. he's just like a little yeah. bit acting little, like yeah he's guy, laying it on a little like, thick, right and then just using yeah. it to be a dick to other people which you kind of only hear about when like people only immerse in these roles when it's for an asshole you know like you yes. don't really right right
2: right they never you never hear him hear like,
1: became uh, Gandhi.
2: He couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks. Really? he he got into the Mr. Rogers role. He sunk his teeth into that. Right. <laughs> always. Right. It's always just like he just became Mussolini. It's like, well, <laughs> right. We didn't have to. Yeah, no, that's, that's hilarious. Who, so out of all the comedians that like you either done stand up with or worked with uh, or met, like who would you say is the funniest in person? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man. I don't,
1: I don't know. Uh, well, I'll,
2: I'll say for me real quick, just because when we were talking about film sets, it made me think of it. Uh, I was working as like a PA, like, I don't know, it's probably damn near 20 years ago. I'm aging myself. I was like 16 or something. And yeah. Tom Arnold <laughs> was really? in the movie. And he... I mean, I don't know what combination of drugs he was on at the time, like all day, but he was just nonstop, like hilarious, just on set. You know, he's one of those people that's that cool. ad libs every take. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah. he says when the camera's not rolling is funny. And he's just he's just rolling, you know what I'm saying? Just nonstop. And I was like, man, this dude is a lot funnier than I expected.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the the ability to just like roll and improv and shit. I mean, we're talking about before we started, but yamanika saunders who's in the next episode of of flatbush and she plays my therapist she she went the most off script of anyone Mm -hmm. and had the whole crew like in tears that's the most anyone laughed on set and the most i've laughed you know and i don't even know how long is her just ability to go off and and berate me and she (laughs) called me a reverse leprechaun who only brings bad luck and just like Every yeah. sort of insult she had for me was just so fun. Like, it, it was, like, unreal. And it was unreal how she had everyone laughing and how composed she stayed. Yeah. And able to just stay and, and just keep, like, just bodying. Just nailing her. it. More, yeah. more, more jokes, more insults. The meaner she was to me, the funnier it got. Um, yeah. She was next level. Yeah, some people are really good at that.
0: In the last hobby, what was your connection with baseball?
1: That was, was just just, um, I loved, uh, yeah, I love, I mean, I played Little League. I remember we played, and, uh, and again, it was these baseball cards that kind of helped me uh, get into it. I remember I went to buy basketball cards, and I kept buying them. The guy's like, I have this, like, box of baseball cards that nobody wants if you want it. And I was like, okay. And he kind of just gave it to me. And that was weirdly, like, how I got it, because then I started learning the players and stuff. And then I did uh, Little League. And I remember we used to play in Central Park. And then people kept. I think some of our water coolers and gloves were getting stolen. So then we moved to Randall's Island instead of playing. Started playing there. Which, um, uh, if you're not from New York and Randall's Island, you see it in a scene in Big Daddy when Adam Sandler teaches the kid how to like how to piss outside. They're on Randall's Island. That's that's the famous scene in a movie with it. But um, but I just I just loved it. it was just that, that was like as someone who didn't really want to do like camp or whatever just but needed to get outside that was that was the thing and as an adult i haven't really i sort of fell out of it basketball is the only sport i'll sort of follow day to day but as a kid i just loved i loved playing and i loved it's also the most maybe like fun or like relaxing game to like go and watch because it's just like a sort of chill vibe but yeah i don't know there's just something very peaceful about it and uh that's how I associate most summers with just going and playing two games a day.
0: And for our last question, what advice would you give eight-year-old Dan
1: or G money? <laughs> <laughs> just stay Greg, you know? Uh, no, I, you know, I think, I think I was probably way more uh, uh, pessimistic then and thought, you know, things would stay, so I, I was also all these interests I had. I was like very quiet about my interest in comedy and shit because I didn't think um, didn't think I could do it. So too too long a place. So when I see younger people and they're like very um, open and like steadfast about what their dreams or ambitions are, I like respect that and think that's cool. So I would tell him and anyone who's younger who has some ambition that that it's a cool thing to whatever your ambition is to pursue that and to not be afraid to um, to be open about that. I think there's something like people will always kind of, it's very easy to um, uh, tell someone, it's very scary to tell someone I want to do something, but it's easier to just say I'm, I'm doing this because then people don't have a chance to tell you, well, you can't do that, you know? But if you just say you're doing it, then you're doing it. And everyone kind of accepts that. So I would encourage that to. Young G money and anyone else. Shout out to Young G
0: money. Well, Dan, man, this has been great. Thank you again for joining us. Thank Glad you. we got to reflect on some stuff. And you shared the cool story um, about the PJs. It's very <laughs> interesting. I do want you to check out that that Blade CGI. I definitely will, man. That's a
2: crazy story. I want to see yeah, it. I got to look that up too, man. That's wild.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, you guys check out, you know, Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. Great show. I don't lie. I don't hype stuff. Um, be sure to tweet him hashtag show love appreciate you again brother
1: thank you guys man i'll talk to you soon yeah
0: growing up the same wins the game